Podwalkers, and welcome to another episode of the Goblin Lore Podcast. We are here today. All three of the, the main hosts Woo! are here, which is exciting. <laughs> we, we are here, to talk, speaking of three, to talk about one of Goblin's top three favorite things, which, if you're a long-time listener to the show, means you know we're here to talk about rocks. I, I mean, color pie of food. We are here to do a color pie of food episode. Um, so first we're going to do some... Can we talk about the rocks instead? <laughs> I mean... Well, there's overlap. Not, there's overlap. <laughs> there's always overlap. <laughs> and uh, that might fit with the topic we're talking about today. I guess I don't know. We'll see what, uh, what, what you, ideas you two bring to this, because as per usual for this topic, we do not discuss our prep beforehand, all the more to make... Prep? We, yeah, weird conversations and us laughing at each other's uh, absurdity slash entirely 100% true and justifiable opinions about the color pie of specific types of food. But so we are several minutes into the cast. No one has introduced themselves with a name. And we're not several minutes in. I'm just bad at telling time. Regardless, I'm going to introduce myself. I'm Alex, found on Twitter at Mel underscore Chronicler. My pronouns are he, him. Uh, I'll go ahead and answer our opening question and then hand it off. So we're going to go with uh, what's one plane that is, you know, really good fast food options? I can't remember what you wrote, Hobbs. This is the closest version of it that I have. <laughs> Close enough. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's I, think I, said, I think I said most options. Most? Not necessarily best, he, but just like most. Maybe, we could go either way. Maybe you two would have a different opinion on this. I think that that is kind of, and I'm going first, so I get to take the low-hanging fruit, so it's kind of a benefit to me. But it seems to me that Ravnica is kind of, by default, as the city, the default place where there's a high enough population of people to have more options. But I was trying to think of some interesting things, and then, of course, I thought of, I just got options for Ravnica anyway. Um, I decided, well, thinking about it, is it probably has the most fast food chains of all the guilds, but I think the Simic probably have the most noteworthy ones um amongst the planes because all i gotta say is fish crab there yeah, are we do know canonically that there are curry fishino curry stalls at least yeah. so and, and there are at least three or four simic cards that are literally creature type fish crab crab being one of my favorite foods i'm interested is all i'm saying so right, I'll go next, and, and mostly because I also think I interrupted you when you were about to think the grinding coffee company, uh, which yes, uh, that, that was my <laughs> bad. So thank you. Uh, they are uh, L- minority-owned LGBTQ um, coffee provider that uh, we thank every episode. They're always super helpful to us and our fundraisers and everything else. So thank you. Uh, and as far as where I want to go for my fast food fix, it's Kamigawa. Uh, there's just so much street food there. That's and a good call. Yep. It, there is a Dang lot. It, of- I shouldn't have let him go first. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really give you an option. I kind of jumped in. Into- yeah, that was impressive. And now I don't even know. Fairy goblin. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's where I want to go to get to get some fast food. I want to just pick up a bowl of noodles on the street and uh, eat while I walk or pick up some dumplings or something. That's a good call. I'd forgotten, like, go back two years, Ravnica is the biggest, like, city population density thing. But you're right, with, with Kamigawa now, that probably has a higher density of population, 
even than a sweet home. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Hobbs, are you glad that I uh, maybe expanded the scope of this question now? I mean, I don't know now because, yeah, now I'm like scrambling. I'm thinking just like who's who's got this varied. I mean, I'm thinking, you know, like we might have city, but, you know, Dominaria could just be a very large plane. So, Dominaria has been around for a long time. There yes. are probably some chains there. They're, they're, they're likely to be chains, you know, if somebody does well. Um, but I'm actually going to choose... Oh, so... You could introduce oh, yourself, too, man. and then answer the question. I, I am... actually introduced myself. Oh, Hi, I'm Taya. That's also it, amazing. Pronouns are she, her, they, them. Um, yeah, no, we're... we're we're pulling this full goblin style oh, this episode already. We are, we are firing on every <laughs> goblin cylinder that there is and invented a few more on the topic of the Israel to fire on those cylinders as well. I just popped in and stole Hobbs's question and didn't even bother introducing myself. Answer. Stole my question, my answer. Everything's been happening to me so far today. I actually think the two answers I was like, okay, it's fine. If one of them takes my answer, I'll have a secondary answer. And they were Ravnica and uh, Kamigawa. Well, I'm HobbsQ. I can be found on Twitter at HobbsQ. My pronouns are he, him. Uh, so, I mean, I guess I'm going to go with the other one that really makes me think more just street food options, but also having a big enough kind of like populace. Um, and so I am going to go with Kaladesh. Yeah, that uh, would have so been my third oh, choice. So that, that was the third at that point. But I just thought, you know, yeah. like Cal, they actually have an inventor's fair. So there's people visiting town, uh, yeah. a lot of street vendors. The, the, I mean, the other option, honestly, and it's just because we don't have enough Im information yet, would be the Battle Bond plane. Mm. Because oh, we, yeah. Oh, yes. Because we know that they have good stadium food. And like, that's yeah, fast food, was... right? Like, I mean, it's, so like. Oh, yeah. It's quintessential fast food. Right. Yeah, so like, that was my other one. And oh, now I'm going with that. I'm going with the Battle Bond food. Going with yeah. To talk yes, about Kyle. like Kaladesh, sorry, to just everybody oh. talking all over everything. So this is a random aside. So again, firing on all, all goblin cylinders. I've recently been watching a lot of just random YouTube stuff at work, just as something on the second screen to sort of give me something to not have existential despair about. So there's a ch I found this weird history food channel. And they talk about a bunch of random things, but I can't believe how many like random fast food chains were just like Burger King was like, hey, I got this thing that charbroils patties, this machine I invented. I'm going to try to make a burger place. And that just kind of created a chain. So Kaladesh Inventors Fair may have something there. You might have a few like proto ch fast food chains amongst yeah. the, the just fair. Just ready to go just among the inventions. But I, I yeah. am switching over. I'm going with the stadium, the stadium world. Because, I mean, you got people coming in for the games. Oh, yeah. You got to feed them. Yeah. And that's another, like, population density. They may not all live there, but it's it's kind of a captive population thing, like a theme park. You know people are going to be there. You know people got to eat. You got a huge population to feed. Come up with something. And it, it kind of creates that in space for innovation for that. Yeah, they're going to have all the sandwiches and stuff named after the most popular uh, fighters. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Last one standing. A goblin's probably going to have something named after him. So, All right. what are we talking about today? It's been a while. We haven't talked colored pie of food in a while, Alex. No. And this is the first one. Tay is joining us as a as a yes, it is. Cast. I'm really excited about this. So, I think this, this was, was like a request in the Discord. Now that Tay yeah. was on the show, yeah. And do you want to 
promo the, the specific topic, Taya, this was your idea. Well, you know, I know it's been talked about on previous Color Pie of Food episodes that fast food falls in a certain general area, but I think we can get more specific than that. There are so many varieties of fast food. Yeah, um, absolutely. That we can really break down what each type is on the color pie and where yeah. they would be found. And and so I have a few very specific items, and then I have a few chain-related things. But to kind of get to what you, you were alluding there too, Taya, that in the past we've talked a lot about fast food generally having some strong white to it simply because a lot of times for sort of the color of the pie of food, white tends to be – Sort of stuff for the masses, the things that are easy, the things that are accessible, consistent, common, and consistent. We've talked about, and now, so that is like fast food to a T. Alex, yeah, you need to do what you normally do first of all, which is to give a rundown for those just joining us. Yes, about the color pie of food yes. because we've we have refined this while. color pie. It has been a while, yes, and this goes all the way back to uh, to a Patreon request um, to talk about the color pie of sauces back in. By Zach, yeah, in like fifties or something. I want to say episodes like it, the nineteen fifties, yeah. Oh, yeah, the nineteen yeah, fifties, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I want to say I, it's been a while, but uh, we've we've done a bunch of these, and so we kind of hammered out this little system. So white, we kind of talked about a little bit. In that one, I kind of go back to the sauces because that was those some of those have really good quintessential examples, and so like ketchup is a con you know is is a very especially in in american culture kind of where we're coming from the culture that we can really speak to that is accessible that is consistent that is easy that is everywhere um there are different brands and things but even there the variation tends to be much more small we we talked about like name brands so like Heinz ketchup or like like ketchup that you would get in a store versus you know an artisan ketchup or something at a fancy restaurant but but there's always variations but at its core it's kind of just yeah you you know what you're getting with ketchup honestly it is such a quintessential thing too that even the the fancy variations tend to be not as many and again i think that variation is smaller than say like mustards there's there's a whole world of mustards that exist there's the you know sort of the quintessential yellow mustard that fits into that sort of slice for for American culture, but there's a whole universe of them. But anyway, um, to to move on to to the next color, so then we go into like blue, is a lot more sciency things. There there's a lot fewer natural ingredients. You're trying to do different stuff with it. I think Worcestershire sauce. Uh, Worcestershire sauce. Come on. How many episodes are we in now? I mean, I do it on purpose. Literally every time I say the word on or off air, I just, that's how I pronounce the word. But like you, you even talked about it. You brought that to the episode, Hobbs, that that was literally created by chemists. (laughs) It's like, okay, that sounds blue. Like that's, that's a blue sort of approach to creating a, a food item. Uh, then you get to like black and I like to, to, you know, the, the encapsulation is like flavor at all costs, black gravy is a great black flavor, uh, both because a, it, it's that flavor at all costs. It is rich. It is greasy. It is not going to be good for you. It is making, but it's, it's really good. But also there's, I, I, for me, it's a little funny because you have a little bit of the like literal necromancy in there where you're taking the juice, the drippings from this piece of meat, and even that won't escape your meal. You're going to put that into a sauce to put back onto the meat. And then 
red is, had I had some issues, you know, trying to separate red, but I think red tends to be more experience, hot sauce. You you are trying to experience something. Maybe it's a punch, right? It's an it's intensity. A punch. Exactly. It's There's an intensity. an intensity to it. So that's where that differs a little bit, though there is a lot of stuff that'll fall in that black red, and I think we're gonna hit a few of those as we're we're talking through some fast food stuff. Um, and then green is more natural stuff. In, in a lot of ways, I saw this sort of broken out as white sort of on its own, green and blue sort of in opposition of each other. With green, it's fewer ingredients, highlighting the more natural stuff. And then red and black sort of in this this conversation with each other where there's definitely a lot more overlap. So I think that's a good overview. Do you have either of you got more to throw in there, especially Tay, if you have some perspectives because you haven't done one of these. No, I, I think that that covers it um, pretty well. I just say like most things I, I'm red centered. I, I put my red hot on just about everything. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Definitely need yeah. that spice in my food. Yeah. So yeah. I, I like to throw like a little chili flake in most of the things I cook. Well, so I think we've we've had some discussions uh, over time. I think as we've refined this, where we've we've had nice discussion about what it means to be multicolored versus hybrid. Um, I think because we, we did the one episode, Alex, you and I doing like breakfast foods and American breakfast foods in particular. Yeah, it was kind of like base black for almost everything because it's really just about flavor and who cares. You're not worried yeah, about the calories American, or um, yeah, American breakfast food is awful from that which means it's amazing (laughs) i really miss um i miss my partner's um double chocolate peanut butter chip pancakes that he made for me but i've been on a i've been on a calorie controlled diet for a while and i don't get to have them anymore it makes me very Mm -hmm. sad See, like it was like everything that Alex and I were coming up with. It was like biscuits and gravy, right? It was like everything yeah. was very. It's like base black, and so it was kind of you know looking at the idea of hybrid versus multicolor. Um, just and I think that based on where our definition has been in the past, we could see kind of a lot of hybrid white here, uh, or at least where there's an yeah. element of white if we're talking about chains, because that's generally what we're referring to um and then we've also just talked about like preparation styles could it be its own other color pie but bringing that up with the change and stuff i think we can start by just defining what we're even talking about Mm. when it comes to fast food for me defining things alex loves this (laughs) for for me it's anything that is done either with like a drive-through or counter service or walk-up stall where you're not you're not sitting down to have a meal. You are just getting your food mm-hmm. and doing something else with it. Yeah. yeah. I like that, that fits. And, I, and a lot of these, you know, will have seating places. but you might have some seating. You get the but... food at the counter and then you go sit down. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can choose to eat there, but like it's not a, a place where you go sit down and you place an order for your food. It's Yeah. I like that that works and and I've mostly picked up well not even mostly everything I've I've sort of prepped is is specific chains so these are you know restaurants fast food locations that have a large number of locations uh, most of them are pretty national in the US a few are fairly regional um but even there like we're we're talking 40 50 60 locations on the low end for most of these into the hundreds or thousands or more on the higher end is is what i'm kind of talking about i can accept okay. this and i'll take this definition 
Um, so I'm going to start with a weird one, which isn't even on my list because that's just where I'm at. But this is because I want to talk about this concept a little bit. And again, goblin, full full bore. So I want to talk about five guys, but not even most of their food because, frankly, most of their food feels really black. But um, the fries, one of the things that five guys does, if you walk into a five guys, like they have tons of fries. They give you a, just too many fries, a black no- amount of fries. But they have on the board where these potatoes came from they're like and they have bags of them sitting around too (laughs) they just have bags and then like they also have like the peanuts if you want to like take shell peanuts and eat while you're waiting for your food well it's a very uh uh, not friendly for a lot of allergens yeah but from that sort of sourced thing and again there's lots of other things going on here but i think this is actually by and large, will we get our green in a lot of these places for the most part? There's a few places you can get a little bit of green in the color pie, but I, I think this is one of the most green sort of practices where there's a place where it's like we source our stuff locally, or in this case, like they don't do their local potatoes, but they know exactly these potatoes came from this farm in Idaho. This place, you know, this other city in Montana, wherever else they grow potatoes in yeah. the US. So I, I just kind of wanted to mention that concept because there's a few chains, one of which I'll talk about later, that also do that for a lot of their other ingredients. And I think at least that particular practice. And you can get the fries Cajun style. So you have, you have the perfect gruel fries. <laughs> yes. Oh, nice. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I guess along the lines, and if we're going to stick, we could stick to a similar uh, concept, which is uh, simplicity in menu. Um, and also kind of this, this similar in the sense that they do their own potatoes on site. They're nowhere near as good, but their burgers and their milkshakes are to me. And it's also the price thing. And I mean, I guess we could start looking at price differentials. So I'm talking about in and out which is mainly West Coast, a um, little bit into the Southwest. They, they've moved a little bit, but it's like a nationally known um, and one of the things that they are, they're kind of like, you often hear them versus five guys, but the difference being like, I went in there when we were in California, I bought food for like me, my mom, Jen and Gwen and like milkshakes, some amount of fries. And it was like 30 bucks. You go to five guys. That's like 50 easy, right? Yeah. Like, they're not cheap now, but in and out is basically there's a secret menu. Now secret menus is a cool concept when it comes to that's like maybe I can add some blue in there. Like some demir going on. That is yeah, that is just straight up demir at that point. Right. Yeah. So like maybe, maybe in and out is our true five color. Um, but anyway, in and out, because they also make fries that basically so okay, their secret menu is is a couple of things. One is animal style is the main thing. They like grill your onions. They 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 literally take your bun and like slather it in mustard and then there's like sauce in it but they also make fries that way which are fries with then their like secret sauce that a thousand islands based sauce with cheese that it's like not on the menu so their menu if you look at it literally has like burgers and you can like add patties so you could go they all that's listed is a burger cheeseburger double double milkshake fries drinks that's it that's the entire menu but like you can then get like a Neapolitan shake and they'll make it. You can get your burger served protein style and they'll wrap it in lettuce for you instead of a bun. You can get your f- burger or fries animal style. So like there's those elements to it. And 
they also have just just because it's California jalapenos available like everywhere, like fresh ones. But they also don't have like freezers on site, so their food gets delivered in fresh daily. Um, they do their like they like do their potatoes fresh on site, so you can pe- see people working actually making the like like break uh, you know putting the potatoes through like a machine and making fries with them. So I don't know. Uh, the more we're sitting here is the perfect fast food place is all I can think of. And it's got to be five color. So yeah, that makes sense to me. Okay. Yeah. I'm done. I'm done for the night. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can tell who's, who's from California on this podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there might be a regional bias, but it's still, yeah. we had the yeah. Demir secret menu, fresh ingredients. I saved my regional oh. one for later. Oh, good. I, I probably, probably can guess what that what is, is, but yeah, there's, Okay, Taya, you got to give us a a restaurant here. Let's talk about it. I took a slightly different approach here. I didn't necessarily go by chains. I went with food style. Nice. One that I I wanted to start with was one of my go-tos, which is just a good fish and chips. Which um, there's plenty of, like, there's a local chain to the Seattle area called Ivar's, which makes an absolutely amazing fish and chips. Uh, You can walk in and get it Cajun style. You can get it regular. You can get it with clam chowder of course um they have multiple different flavorings of vinegar to go with your chips which is uh even better but this is what i kind of consider my you know if if i had a go-to fast food um i'll i'll get to my one that i eat most regularly because it fits in my diet the best but this is like my favorite i just wish i could eat it more often because it is a lot of calories um but you know, you get that nice fried fish and you get the, uh, you know, the chips are usually, you know, fish and chip places usually have the most basic fries in the world. You know, you get. You oh, get, unless they have beer battered fries. Yeah. Oh. Just, uh, I Sorry. I, Sorry. I'm thinking, <laughs> you know, for me, this is like very solid, solidly Azorius food because this is like fresh out of it, it's it's definitely blue because this is you know seafood's got to be blue every all of the sea creatures are blue so if you're turning them into food that's got to be blue even with the and and it is a it is a pretty artificial process you don't get you don't get fried fish patties without going through a lot of uh, <laughs> steps in the <laughs> process yeah you're, you're saying they didn't just t- have some nice cod that they battered and threw yeah. it in a fryer for you <laughs> usually like i think of like long john silver i'm not expecting to get like a nice cut of cod yeah you're getting uh you're getting um processed fish fillets yes uh, and they taste great yes they do they taste fantastic and then you know and, you know, maybe it moves into the Jeskai wedge a little bit because especially when you have places that start customizing the, the flavorings that you can have and, you know, get a, you know, I, they have my two favorite vinegar uh, flavors they have are a, a chili vinegar and a garlic vinegar. And I just, I dip my fish in them. I, I dip oh. my chips in them. And uh, it just adds that perfect extra bit of spice to what is already a pretty basic meal. But uh, for me, that is just when I think of what like my ideal fast food is, it's hard to beat a, a classic bowl of fish and chips. Nice. See, I, I was thinking food like I was trying to come up with places and um, 
like you were saying, like, are we talking burgers? We're talking fish. And fish is an interesting one to me, especially how it is done, and, you know, with that consistency of a fast food restaurant. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it, by and large, I think uh, most fish things tend to be more green. Most of the time you're cooking fish, you tend to do less to it. But then you go to the fast food place and it's like, well, it's not always the case when you get into into that sort of environment. So, yeah, it is an interesting examination. Uh, I do not have options with fish. So that's generally not a big thing for me. But I did want to talk about, and this is random. This is an incredibly specific item on one menu. I guess other places have this, but I want to talk about Wendy's chili. <laughs> nice. uh, that's so fair. That is fair. So, A, I love their chili, by the way. This that's one of my favorite, like the little sides on their menu. I used to do it. I used to get it back before they got new fries. Like, and when I say new fries, this was like 15 years ago. But yeah. before that, their fries were bad. Their fries were um, much better now. And so they like they the way they improved their fries was by going, you know what, we have all these other sides. Do you want a baked potato instead of fries? And I was like, yes, I would like anything instead of these fries. And so I used to get the chili because it's really good. But the point is, I think their chili is Golgari. Because it literally is how they use – this was a just a weird conversation – not weird, but a conversation I had with a, a friend of mine who used to work in restaurants who loves also loves Wendy's Chili. And, and like someone apparently was like, well, don't you know like they just put all their like broken burger patties or things that are overcooked in this? And he's like, yeah, I hope so. Like it's good and it's perfect place <laughs> to use this stuff up. And I actually hope so. Get, so like to actually get to use that food up. And so – I just I love that idea of it's it's them just again talking about the gravy thing, reanimating the the you know burger patties that they couldn't otherwise use or whatever. They just throw it in the chili and it works. I like it. I don't know the rest of their menu. It's I can't. I think their stuff tends to have more actual whole lettuce and vegetables than like say a McDonald's. So there's a little more green compared to them, but I don't know. I just, I just wanted to talk about Wendy's chili. That's fair. That's like one of those options that I think that we've even looked at to be uh, gluten-free for Jen and she yeah. loves their, their chili like historically. Yeah. So and, and even yeah. just talking about ubiquity, you can walk into any Wendy's in the country and get the same exact chili. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's what I think there there is a comfort to this. And we've talked about this, I think, Alex, with the the white not it's the consistency piece oftentimes is a is a comfort thing, right? Like it's that idea that it's you know mm-hmm. what you're gonna be getting and that's what you yeah. want. Yeah, I mean, and one thing I know where it's good is like you're, you're talking about, you know, folks like Jen looking for for gluten free. If you have people who have specific um well, like allergies or restrictions allergies or restrictions yeah. exactly but you know if you th- these places are going to by and large be good about posting this is what we have but if you it's a thing that you know from where you live and you travel you know you can go there and get the same thing because that is the entire point of a chain barring a handful of regional differences and in national differences there's going to be some some differences but yeah i mean there's there's actually some the nation right and right. even across national borders, you'll see some some consistency more than you would get at, at other non-chain things. You go to a random restaurant in you know one country, random restaurant in another country, you're going to have wildly different dining experiences potentially, much more so than a, a fast food place. But even you know this, the internet makes a big deal about oh you know what's different about McDonald's at this place or that place. But even with those differences, 
there's a lot of similarities and that's kind of the point. So um, what I think of is something to do with how Mexican food is, right? So I think of like Taco Bell, right? That's going to be the example that I'm going to go to because once again, that's what I grew up with. And what's funny is I grew up in an area that is, you know, my hometown is probably 75% Hispanic. So it was still a very popular option in and among my area. And once again, it was that clear distinction between this is not Mexican food, it's Taco Bell. But it's kind <laughs> yeah. of this idea that, right, like it still is like there's a taco shell, there's cheese, there's lettuce, there's meat. Like it's it's trying to mimic certain things, but they've also decided right. to like go wild with it, right? So, you know, you do things like, <laughs> so this is my like Simic version because they have like the Doritos Locos Taco where basically, okay. you know, you make your taco shell out of Doritos. Like they, they actually made a Dorito into a shell. So Which is one of the most ingenious inventions in fast food history. I, I really <laughs> hope whoever came up with that idea got a very nice bonus out of it. Yeah. <laughs> but like that's their thing in some ways, right? They even had a joke with their breakfast, their breakfast going so over the top that they like pared it back down because they were just trying out like wild creations. That's and that's breakfast. kind of what they were known for. They're known for like, they're the home of like the Mountain Dew flavors and the most options mm -hmm. for Mountain Dew to like appeal to a certain demographic. But it's very, I don't know. I feel like they're like the Simic of the world. Like they're, they're like, they're <laughs> sciencing trying to make Mexican food that's not really Mexican food and then not add anymore. something random to it. Like a Dorito being the base of your shell, which is genius, but it's very science approach to it. It's very like processed and in a way that, yeah. So I'm going with them for like, because there's a big difference between even them versus something like Chipotle, which is American burrito, but still is trying to use like fresh ingredients. You know, that's yeah. the same thing. They're going to put up maybe, you know, like the, they talk about like the how they farm their food and it doesn't have antibiotics and, and like Taco Bell gets sued because like, it's not even clear their meat is meat, right? Like, you know, like they, <laughs> yeah. they were pretty like, yeah. they had a certain percentage of like water in it and like there's weird, you know, like fillers being done. Yeah. So like, yeah, like, this is like, okay, both say they're Mexican food, but there is not an overlap there. Taco <laughs> Bell is the Riku of my decks as far as it goes. <laughs> it does nothing original on its own, but it'll make copies of everything. And, and so, like, at the end of the day, like, that's what I kind of, I don't know, like, I, there's days I just, I want that. I, I, I actually had Taco Bell written down, and you know what I had written down from Taco Bell to talk about, Hobbs? <laughs> Um, I am going to guess the cinnamon crunch that like twists. No, those are good. <sighs> the quesarito. <laughs> Did you ever see, see one of these? See? No. This is, this oh, was yes. a burrito yeah. with yeah. a quesadilla as a shell. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, they also had the, like for a while they had like the double decker taco, which was yep. a taco with a layer of bean and then a soft taco shell. So like, they've yeah, iterated like, on that a few times. Right. Yeah. Like, it's just like, it, they're like eldritch monstrosities in some ways but i want them <laughs> i did not see i did not see the blue science experiment in that i saw kind of a, a flavor at all costs red sort of we're gonna smash things together to see what we can come up with. <laughs> yeah more of, a, more of a rakdos approach but okay. i i i'm with alex here i i don't think there's much blue in their food they just it's they the, just no no that, whatever is on their mind no, no, the, the the process of like getting sued for like if it, are they meat basically? <laughs> yeah. Like, there's some blue here. Yeah. There's some blue going on when it comes to, to yeah. How, to, 
what percentage of meat does our meat have to be to be classified as meat? Right. So, like, so we're saying they're Grixis. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. They're Grixis. This is yeah, fair. Nicole Bull is a fast food. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and is, isn't there a whole thing about Taco Bell being the last fast food place standing? Oh, yeah. Back from Ooh, Demolition confirmed. Man. Classic yeah. movie. Classic He's the last movie. Elder Dragon standing. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that's what, it. I'm done. I really so, am. Like I can't. So see, we missed the obvious best plane for fast food is the meditation realm, where Bolus is throwing some burritos together. <laughs> so hilariously, well, I almost was like, say, I almost said the meditation realm because Bolus said it would have nothing else to do. So they just like open up little pop ups. I don't know. I, I'm kind of with Shannon's idea that Jace was bringing them DoorDash before. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There's nothing on the meditation realm to make. <laughs> yeah, Alex, you did miss this. We, uh, like, the insinuation is this is how, like, um, they, they, uh, basically that, uh, Ellis Dorn and them find out about Bolus and everything is because D- Jace was taking, um, DoorDash. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's. That sounds fun. And yeah, Jace is the only one who knew that they were both there, so someone had to be um, bringing them food. Yeah. But uh, I'm right. going to continue. I, I I had something else, but I'm going to go since you you covered Taco Bell and mentioned Chipotle. I'm going to discuss Chipotle because I eat there at least twice a week because it's something where I can customize exactly what I want and get something that fits within my calorie budget. Uh, that is still a very good serving size and full. So I really like I, I like the build your own approach uh, that they have going on there. And yeah, it's it's not. And, and I greatly miss living in places like Phoenix, where I could walk up to a, or drive through a, an actual Mexican uh, pickup, right? Celebrotos or something, yes. and get real Mexican food immediately but uh for you know the uh, pacific northwest about you know i'll settle for some chipotle uh and yeah it's just i like the concept of you you get exactly what you want and you build your own mm-hmm. and yeah, you know you uh you know in my case you know it, it's basically meat rice and hot sauce that's pretty much all i get on mine <laughs> a very common <laughs> burrito I like the, the like the rice has cilantro there's actual yeah. flavor that's meant to be there yeah but you know i agree with you you know they have a very green thing going especially in their advertising and stuff they're like you know it's all natural we don't do any artificial stuff but you know to me that doesn't matter i just want to know and they have a a bunch of different kind of meats that i can get tossed on top of stuff with hot sauce on top of it and that that really appeals to the carnivore in me. Um, so, you know, I'm not really sure where this falls. I definitely agree with you that there's a lot of green in the way that they approach things. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of like that that <clears throat> sense of being able but, to build it yourself, like where that would fit. Yeah, I mean that's very is it e. Mm. So I mean, maybe they're teamer. Yeah. yeah, I could see that. You know, I was I was actually I might as well go. I'm I'm gonna flip the turn order around and, and bring my next one in just because it's also so similar. The, the other one I was gonna bring in and 
is I know it's it's a chain um, that they have up here. I'm sure they have similar things other places, but it's Mod Pizza, which is a fast food place where you can build any kind of pizza you could possibly think of. Wait, what? Uh, fast food pizza? Like fast food pizza? This is yep. not something that I am used to. So I mean, it's counter service. You walk in, you tell them what you want on your pizza, and they have like 30 different ingredients you can pick from. They cook it up real fast and hand it to you in a box. Yeah, we've we've got things like that. And I would I mean, I would argue that most of the pizza chains that we know of kind of fit the fast food sort of umbrella. Yeah, anyway. I think most pizza chains do fit that. But these um, ones specifically is meant, you know, is really focused on that get in get out that's actually yeah. in there there's a there's a few oh, no, i'm trying to think what they're called blaze motto pizza? Is something like you know pizza fast or something like that yeah there's there's some smaller or maybe not there's some chains around here i've seen that'll do something like that not nearly that many ingredients we go in and you get a quick pizza put it together and it's it's thinner smaller thinner pizzas yeah, yeah. that's the same but they, sort of thing but to yeah. me this is like the most is it Mm-hmm. you can get in a fast food place because it's you, you get everything exactly how you want it yeah and you can you know you can do some experiments and then they also have a lot of things like sauces you can put on top so again like you know i get mine finished off with buffalo sauce on top of the pizza yeah after everything else that they have you can get ranch you can get um honey like you can it. get all sorts of stuff put on top of your pizza yeah. We're learning that Taylor really sauce. likes the personalization options and i like the I personalization. Really like personalization yes i am not uh, if I go, you know, if I just go to a Jack in the Box or whatever, I get my burger plain because there's a lot. I'm a very picky eater. Um, Five Guys, you know, as I already mentioned, that's another reason yes. I really like Five Guys because I can get just, I can get meat, bacon, and hot sauce and nothing else. Yeah, and they, they like this this place you're talking about. Have a, have a fairly long list of customizations you can add to, yeah. your, to your sandwich. I also love that if you get a grilled cheese, they'll put that stuff in the grilled cheese too if you want. Because yeah. I'm a weirdo who's like, I would like grilled cheese with tomatoes, please. So, which, yeah, which customization is really big for me. Um, yeah. You know, I want to I have it the way I want to have it. And um, I don't want to just be stuck with American cheese and burgers and the usual stuff so sort of going keying off of that going in a different direction but this is one this is an item i wanted to bring up and talk to the two of you and see what you were thinking about this because honestly this is probably my favorite thing to order at this place but there's the it's kind of the opposite of the carnivore thing the impossible whopper sandwich at burger king so this is a meat substitute burger that is a whopper it's their, their standard whopper everything else but because like there's so much stuff on a whopper that i i estimate this is like 85 percent the taste of a normal whopper and in fact i maybe more than that and I, so i love getting this but i'm still i'm just kind of struggling with it i think there's there's definitely some element of green because one of the things that i like about this particular sandwich Though, honestly, I think I would pick McDonald's most of the time over Burger King. This particular sandwich, the Whoppers in general, have actual rings of onion, actual pieces of tomato, like actual lettuce, which is a nice sort of mix into I'm going to eat this greasy, you know, terrible for me burger. At least I have some things to put real vitamins that make me make it feel like it's not so bad. But I'm kind of struggling on what you would do for this sort of like faux meat sort of thing that we're starting to get now. 
like the Impossible Burgers and yeah. Crumbles and yeah. Green feels too e- can easy or convenient to just say, "Oh, meat substitutes would be that." But honestly, that's no. maybe that's more simic. I was gonna say it's to at, me, at it's a minimum simic because yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's sciencey to turn those plants into something resembling meat. They don't come out of the ground like that. Yeah, you're right. And, well, and really also too, the, the goal here is to to mimic meat yes like flavor wise it's not it's mm-hmm. not like that's what they're really trying to do i mean that's why like the impossible burger made such a um you know like a splash was it tasted like a burger right mm-hmm. like people who were even that like hadn't eaten meat in years and had one like talked about like it feeling uncomfortable because it tasted like meat so like that's what they're going for they're not just trying to get you like a a tofu burger or something that is just yeah. healthier it really yeah. is supposed to be meat so yeah, it's very simic to me. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, the sciencey yeah. thing, of course. I mean, that that's okay. So yeah, that's... I mean, if there is if there is a you know a, a sharktopus um, <laughs> of a sandwich, it's it's an impossible whopper. Uh, so yeah, I was with so you. What do you got next? Ah, uh, um, you know. I'm trying to think. I mean, I guess we, we haven't really looked at, like, if we're looking at kind of, cl- like, I'm thinking of, like, not quite buffet style, but some that you might get for, I was thinking, like, where you kind of move along a line and choose food. So I'm thinking, like, to me, I, like, like Panda Cafeteria Express. style. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking more, like, like I was thinking, like, yes. Like, where you go along and you could choose, like, a couple of each thing. Um, You know, the one that, that always sticks out to me is, is Panda Express. I mean, like, yeah. And we haven't we have stuff that was designed for that that like is considered quote unquote even like Asian food, but once again isn't. So you know, like orange chicken is like a product of Panda Express, if I'm remembering correctly, which I think I saw this trivia fact even recently. So it's like, you know, something that I've I've even seen like Chinese food restaurants in areas try to pick up because Americans are gonna want it. Um, there's a lot of ingredients that show up like that, which is fascinating too from a Mexican food perspective, but something like Panda Express, where it's like there's a noodle dish or there, you know, it's kind of that where you, you go through and you pick like selections, like a cafeteria mm-hmm. style. And mm-hmm. I don't really know what that like would fall under. Like I'm bringing that one up because I really <laughs> don't know. See, it's funny because like, I, I have no clue. We we have in, in Minnesota, I think they're pretty much Minnesota. I did not have this. I had this on my list of things. I didn't have any idea of what to talk about. So I didn't, I wasn't going to bring it up, but Leanne Chin is a mini, Minnesota sort of equivalent. Yeah. So same thing. It's Panda. a, yeah, same, same yeah. type They're of regional thing. versus, but it's the same yeah. idea. Um, I don't know. And that's where I was struggling with that one too. I, I don't know. It, it's to me, it, it definitely feels like there's some black there because those are tend to be very mm-hmm. indulgent. Those are some high, mm-hmm. high sugar meals. Very oily, a lot of like, like yeah. the good, good oil. <laughs> like it tastes good. Yeah. Tasty oil. Yeah. Um, but it's you're, and you're kind of picking and choosing again, just what you want, but you're not mixing and matching as much. You're just picking off a list and say, you know, yeah. plop this on here. Give me my, Give me my three item combo. And yeah, one out of this, column this, this A, on there. two out of column B. You know the sort of thing. Yeah, right, right. Like it's a limited option, but you're like walking along a row where you get to choose. Yeah, like you said, the cafeteria style is what I'm trying to think of. Like I don't. Yeah. Yeah. 
See, and that's, that's sort of a serving option. I, I don't know. And this is where it's like there's so much that kind of goes into food beyond just the food itself as we've kind of discovered doing this this series. And it's like I, I, this sort of presentation, is this a color-specific presentation or is this just a way to present food that can be any color? Not sure. Because there's there feels to be some weight to it, but again, that comes back to the sort the same thing that happens in all the fast food. It's more accessible, it's cheaper, it's easier, you know, it's easier for people to kind of do it, and it's also more consistent. You go to a Panda Express anywhere in the US, you know what you're getting. Hell, a lot of these things, because like you mentioned, Hobbs, the, the orange chicken, some of those dishes you could order at almost anything and you know what you're getting. If someone if something offers orange chicken, it's not going to be the same at every restaurant. Right. But it's going to be a lot closer than ordering random chicken dish at this restaurant and random chicken dish at that restaurant. Yeah, and I think that gets back to this idea of like manufactured foods, especially mm-hmm. when you go into ethnic foods where they have brought in these Americanized dishes in that are like now available at every one of those ethnic restaurants um, yeah. because they're expected to have them. Like you can get general so's chicken at any Chinese restaurant, mm-hmm. even though it is like very clearly an American style dish. Yeah. Now I really want some too. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've hit some pretty wide range. Do you have, Alex? I know that you were, were you saving Culver's? Yes, I was. <laughs> Culver's was the other one. I don't, that was another one that, so Culver's is is a pretty regional Midwest. There's a handful outside of that. Yeah, I've never heard of this place before, but, so this one's new to me. Oh, I love, Culver's is my favorite. But one of the big things about Culver's is that it's all built around like Wisconsin dairy. It's the the cheese, the custard because they have frozen custard. The all mm. of their stuff is like Wisconsin dairy because Wisconsin is right next door for us. So it's like they're they're pretty big here. They're really big in Wisconsin. A few states sort of around Wisconsin have them, and that's kind of it. Um, and so that it kind of goes back to that same sort of local source thing. They're not exactly you know every Culver's isn't telling you where the stuff comes from they're not exactly that strict and like i know shake shack is one i didn't have on my list but i know that's a new york burger chain that is also like locally sources their beef sort of thing um there's a couple here in in the twin cities now as of the last couple of years i just went to a shake shack on saturday for the first time and i was so unbelievably disappointed considering how much people have upsold me on this frankly this the same for for me, I went to a Shake Shack in Baltimore when I was out there yeah. a decade ago for a convention, and I was like, "That's a solid burger, I guess." Like yeah, it wasn't. It took me half an hour to get a burger and fries, and I rather would have gone to Five Guys. This yeah. is this is where that extension comes, where I've kind of thought about right. Like yeah. that is another one that's mentioned usually with that like that 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 triad almost with like In and Out, Steak yeah. Shack, and. Uh, at five guys and it's like each of them like once we start moving into a shake shack and anytime i've had them too same Mm -hmm. thing wait for my burger and fries it's 30 minutes like that better be a burger from a restaurant or like a sit down Mm -hmm. burger where i'm getting great options and it's like thick and it's and it's not i mean it's it's just it's a fast food burger that i have to wait on and that's just like exactly what i don't want like that point give me a juicy lucy give me a burger that's stuffed that you know like in minnesota like a burger with cheese in the middle and it's fancy at that point 
<laughs> for that price and just wait that long. So yeah. Yeah. And that's where again, like I, I love Culver's is I don't know. I don't know what to what to call them, but I know there's that green sort of thing. It's a lot of community focused stuff. I think maybe because it's a more regional chain that there's a lot of like they're sponsoring this local sports team or something, like you see a lot and a lot of Culver's. Um, You're saying they might be a Selesnia. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm. That's kind of what I'm leading there. They also, and this is the thing that throws me off every time. So they're they're not quite fast food. Like they have the drive through. You can order at the counter. You get that, um, but they have like pot roasts, and they have just a few other just like random dine like dinner sort of things. And I don't know where that comes from. I don't know enough about the history of the the, the company, but it's like. It just has this slightly um, – a friend of mine who, who used to work for a, a local uh, pizza chain around here, they, they didn't like to call themselves fast food, so they would call themselves fast casual. And it, it's this weird sort of distinction, and I'm like, I think Culver's kind of fits that, where it's a, like a casual eatery that has like a fast food sort of element to it, but is trying to be something that's slightly more than a fast food place, if that makes sense. They want to be seen as like a family restaurant, but they have a drive-through. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and they have some really good root beer. Oh. They do. Oh, that, that, that's got my attention. Cheese yeah. and root beer. I I liking the yeah. sound of this place, yeah. including got, a good diet cheese. root beer that is actually yes. a, a oh, good diet. I, root like, beer. I really like their diet root beer. Better. Yeah. So come visit Taya when. Uh, yeah. Hey, I'll be out there in May. I'm definitely coming for. Uh, I'm coming for MagicCon Minneapolis. And that's our show for today. You can find all of the hosts on Twitter for now. Hobbs can be found at HobbsQ. Tay can be found at Taya Transcends. And Alex can be found at Mel underscore Chronicler. Feel free to send us any questions, comments, thoughts, hopes, and dreams to the Goblin Lore Pod on Twitter. Or email us at GoblinLorePodcast at gmail.com. If you would like to support your friendly neighborhood gobslugs, our link tree can be found on our Twitter account and in the description of today's show. This has everything from various discount codes to the link for our Patreon. The music for today's show was by Vintergotten, who can be found at Vintergotten at Bandcamp.com. The art was done by Stephen Raphael, who can be found at Steve Raffle on Twitter. Goblin Lore is proud to be presented by Hipsters of the Coast as part of their growing Vorthos content. Check them out on Twitter at HipstersMTG or online at HipstersOfTheCoast.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, goblins, like snowflakes, are only dangerous in numbers. <laughs>